Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you looking to take your media strategy to the next level and make impact with millions of customers? Walmart Connect harnesses the massive reach of America's number one retailer. They can help you connect more meaningfully with Walmart's 139 million weekly online and in-store customers to find the right audience for your message. They use Walmart's proprietary customer purchase data to help you precisely target even niche audiences at scale. Visit walmartconnect.com today to see how they can help you find the customers you want at the scale you need. Hey, I'm sure by now you're aware of programmatic ad tech, but what is it exactly? Programmatic advertising, in some ways, is really anytime you're using software and data to make your media buying decisions. We see it in display ads, in CTV, programmatic digital out of home, and of course, audio. And new ad technologies are coming out every day. Actually, what you're hearing right now is a type of programmatic ad, or at least a hybrid. It's not programmatic in the sense that a piece of software is buying this ad right now in a real-time bidding auction, but it is programmatic in the sense that it was bought through a buying platform that matched the advertiser to this podcast. And who is the advertiser? Grapeseed Media. When it comes to the world of programmatic, they're one of the companies that knows the most about the latest advances in all programmatic. Their whole mission is programmatic that lets you play with the giants. They open the door and walk you through the entire programmatic landscape. They're the closest thing possible to an in-house programmatic team without the expense and trouble of an actual in-house team. They're completely tech agnostic, which means they sit on all ad technologies, including emerging ones, like the platform they use to serve this host red ad. If you're curious to take your programmatic further, reach out to them at grapeseedmedia.com. And thank you, Grapeseed Media, for being a sponsor of this podcast. You're listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, the show that takes a look at film, technology, pop culture, kick-ass agencies, because in the end, everything is an ad. Hello, I'm Shannon Miller, the managing editor of Creativity, Creator Economy, and DEI. And we have a very, very special episode for you today. It is Agency of the Year time, our favorite time of year at Adweek. And joining me to talk all about it is Jameson Fleming, Managing Editor of Marketing and Agencies. Jameson. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to do this podcast. I I have spent so much of the last four months of my life dedicated to this, so I am ready to talk agencies of the year. <laughs> four months or all your life? <laughs> the amount of enthusiasm that Jameson has for agency of the year is just unparalleled in terms of anything else I've seen. And we are an enthusiastic group about most things. <laughs> Yeah, I think this has surpassed my passion for the Super Bowl. I feel like the Super Bowl is just one of those things that just wears me thin by the end. But this is exciting because <laughs> it's like, I don't know, we pour so much work and when we see how much of an impact uh, you know, these awards have on agencies and how much they mean to them. And just you know, publishing shortlists this year that highlight more than just a handful of agencies that win and seeing how you know, excited they were to get even that recognition. It just, I don't know, it's so motivating to, to take it seriously and, and do the best that we can with it. 
Well, speaking of that shortlist, I think that that's a perfect seg um, into my first question. We did a lot of different things this year um, between the shortlist and some new categories. You want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So, you know, the, the whole idea was, you know, let's make it a little more formal. Let's add a little more transparency because, you know, heading into it and over just like the last year of leading the agency's team, I would constantly get questions of like, what are you looking for for agency of the year? How do we get on your radar? And so, you know, we just wanted to create a formal process. You know, our predecessor here at the podcast, David Greiner, I'm not David Greiner. I don't have my head in the ground on creativity 24 seven like he did. So I felt mm -hmm. like to run this process, I wanted to like make it very clear what our standards were, let agencies pitch their cases and then we'll listen and we'll figure out who deserves to, you know, make that second case more formally with a second round of submissions where they give us all the details. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, we added a couple categories because, uh, you know, our awards program historically kind of shut out the small and mid-sized agencies. You know, it's mm -hmm. for the, our standards that we have for U.S. Agency of the Year. It's really hard for a shop under 100 people to win, you know, to do the kind of work and win the kind of accounts needed to win that award. Um, and so, you know, it was just an idea of, you know, can we can we add awards that shine a light on more parts of the industry without going overboard and having like a gazillion categories with a gazillion winners that, you know, dilutes the meaning of the award. Yeah. It's um, interesting. Like what I found so interesting about them this year is that we did have an opportunity to really tackle that in terms of like how much um, scale and region really impacts um, the kind of work that people get, like you said. And that was um, extremely prevalent with our uh, Breakthrough Agency of the Year this year. Who is our Breakthrough winner? Our Breakthrough Agency of the Year winner is Majority down in Atlanta, founded in 2021. So they are brand new. They have an incredible leadership team uh, with Asmir Davis, Omid Farhang, Jorge Hernandez, uh, just an incredible group of people. Uh, and they've started with a bang. I mean, they're working on Sprite. They did back set bang up. I mean, they are an incredible agency that is doing very meaningful work, uh, you know, for an impressive group of clients as they also won work with GN this year. And so to land some, you know, national global clients in your first two years is pretty damn impressive. It really is. And it, like Atlanta is one of those um, places that is growing in terms of agency presence, uh, but it's still... Um, secluded enough that like getting landing major accounts for a long time was was a pretty hard thing to do. So we talk a little bit about that in the overall piece where it's like you are only as in, in this industry, it seems like you're only as val valuable as the access you have to these bigger accounts. It's harder to sort of take these more modest portfolios to big shops and get and, you know, land uh a place there because it's like if you haven't worked on Nike or Gatorade or you know any big brands in some instances or at least how it used to be it would be hard to land a job because they see it as like a lack of experience but just the setup that majority has created where they really rest on sort of talent and drive above you know, an available portfolio, I think it's really worked in their favor because it's brought 
a really interesting perspective. And as you know, Atlanta leads a lot in pop culture. A lot of what we kind of understand of today's uh, pop cultural ethos stems from Atlanta. So it's like one of those places you definitely shouldn't underestimate. It's obviously growing in film with a lot of like the Marvel films uh, being filmed there. But um, in the agency world, I think majority is sort of ahead of the curve there when it comes to really recognizing the potential that Atlanta has to offer. And because of the nature of agency of the year, where it's not just fully, it's not fully rested on creativity as Jameson can attest to. We we consider a lot of different factors. And because of that, not every agency lands on ads of the year. Like not every agency of the year has work that lands on that list. But majority did with Big Boy House for Realtor.com, um, and which was one of my um, biggest like fun surprises of the year uh, with Big Boy making a rare appearance in ads to just like have fun and make fun of himself a little bit. So majority has led the way a lot this year. Yeah, yeah, that was an unexpected delight. And yeah, I mean, we we look at more than just creativity, it's growth, it's wins. And it's a lot of the things that make agencies great. It's DEI, sustainability. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we want these oh, the agencies that win these awards to be agencies that the industry can look to as true models for success in terms of how they've grown their business, how they treat their people, um, and should just, you know, I hope our readers read these stories and come away with ideas of things they need to change about their agencies to be more successful in all those realms. Absolutely. Um, and we added two categories this year. We added midsize and uh, multicultural I wanted to talk a little bit about the Multicultural Award because I know that that's probably going to spark some questions as we talk about the future of um, advertising and and marketing and how we should really consider the general market. And I know we're going to dig a little bit um, more into that in the next issue. But can you walk us through the sort of thought process of adding multicultural to the roster this year? Yeah. And so multicultural, I mean, it falls in the falls in the realm of, you know, the other two categories we added to, you know, small, midsize. Uh, We wanted to recognize more of the industry and with small, midsize, we're able to, you know, highlight different sizes of shops. But for me, for multicultural, you know, it's a look at a group of agencies that have been in existence for a long time and have had a lot of success and have gained a lot of respect from brands and it's a matter of you know these agencies are doing great work and yes they you know they create work that generally targets you know specific groups of people but you know often these agencies make and they're absolutely right in the arguments they make is their work transcends you know just you know trying to hit you know specific audience that the messages that work for those audiences often resonate with general audiences better than most mass marketing audiences Mm -hmm. so this was uh, you know, this is our, you know, step to recognize those agencies for their greatness and that kind of marketing. And who is our winner of Multicultural Agency of the Year? Oh, yeah, that would be helpful to explain. It was <laughs> Translation. Translation has, you know, incredible track record of success, um, you know, in this in this area. And, you know, it continued in, in 2022, uh, you know. Uh, great work across the board. The MBA uh, MBA ad from late 2021, which falls in mm-hmm. our window for this, 
was one of our favorite ads of 2021. I want to say maybe it was third on our ad of the year list last year. Um, it was high up. Yeah, yeah, it but... was right there, right at the top. I mean, it was one of the most impressive feats of sports marketing for, you know, a league that I think I've ever seen. Uh, it was, you know, oftentimes you see ads that, you know, throw a bunch of athletes in it and they kind of fall short of being interesting, but mm -hmm. they had such a great narrative through the whole thing and it was fun the whole way. And it was just, it's a great demonstration of what that agency is capable of. Yeah. I, I've, when I look back on some of the work that I just felt was so polished and so, um, attuned to culture, their MBA work as well as their serious XM work was really um, telling of just how capable and wonderful that shop is. I was surprised by how much I liked the serious XM work. I, if for our listeners at home who have heard the uh, past few episodes or you know episodes throughout the year, I've grown a little jaded with um, advertising that just sort of packs celebrities. Um, in there just for celebrity's sake, but the serious XM work was genuinely funny and um, used talent that you wouldn't expect to be like comedic and turned out just some like really, really cool, memorable work there. And of course their Beats by Dre work is always just unparalleled, but I was surprised by how much I loved the serious XM campaigns this year and um, to have translation behind that was was a cool thing to see. Yeah. When I watched the reel and I, you know, before heading into that, I hadn't realized that there was translation behind it. When I watched the reel, I was like, oh, this is a big clincher for me because I've, I've loved the majority of those ads they created in that campaign. They're so clever. As you said, they use celebrities in a really smart way. They, they create humor that is authentic to those people as much as we hate the word authentic, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's true. <laughs> it's, 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 act like it's used correctly what can we do um and to quickly nod to um small and mid-sized so small agency of the year goes to joan creative a big congratulations to joan what do you like most about joan what do i like the most about joan so i wrote that story for for the for the issue and you know the thing that i thought was most interesting about their story was this idea that, you know, for for a long time, you know, Joan's first five or six years of existence, they're mostly a project shop. Like they were getting mm -hmm. by with different kinds of packages. They were thinking differently and it was working for them. Um, but they realized you can only grow so much by doing that. And so to attract the talent that they really wanted, they had to make the agency one where they could be the shop for brands. And so they spent all of 2020 during the pandemic, uh, trying to stay afloat, they redesigned the whole business so that they could go out and pitch global agencies and it started to, or global brands, and it started to pay off in 2021. And it really paid off in 2022 as they won eBay, S&P, Sheets. Uh, there's a couple more. I mean, it, I mean the, the, the brands they won, I mean, it's, it's crazy for an agency of their size. Um, and they delivered really good work on it. I mean, they, they take pride in not having a house style and you see it because they do incredibly effective work, uh, for fentanyl awareness, uh, awareness with the ad council. They do funny work for sheets. They're, you know, they're kind of all over the place with good work. Um, and then midsize, uh, you know, this is this was a really cool thing we did uh, after Mischief won uh, that award. I mean, they're arguably the hottest shop on the planet in terms of, you know, their trajectory. 
um, we handed uh, control, not complete control, but we gave them a shot to design the cover to the magazine. Because, you know, we sat here we're like, we want to we want to work with, you know, one of the hottest agencies on the planet and see how they think creatively. Mm-hmm. And working with them on that was just a really interesting look in how this very creative group of people think through ideas. Um, and so you'll see on the cover of the magazine, you know, they've got their, you know, they it looks like a Google document as they're designing the cover where they're, you know, dropping in comments and feedback, trying to make this thing just perfect and just the mischief way. And inside the magazine, you'll see kind of other covers that they pitched us um, or other concepts. Um, so it was really fascinating to see them in action um, because, you know, they are an amazing agency that is winning Brand after brand, they're not even having to pitch everything. Brands are just coming to them and saying, make us work. And they're saying, uh, yeah, you're a cool brand that we think we can do stuff for and executing. And so, um, you know, they are they are phenomenal right now. Nice. So we are going to take a very short break and we'll be right back to talk more Agency of the Year. Ready to unlock the full potential of your media spend? Whether you're looking to launch a new product, build your brand, or help increase sales this quarter, Walmart Connect helps brands make an impact with precise targeting, powerful analytics, and the reach of America's number one retailer. Walmart Connect offers solutions for advertisers of all sizes on and off Walmart's digital properties and in their stores. From cost-effective sponsored search and self-serve display ads on Walmart's site and apps to connected TV and off-site media across web and social to in-store activations and live events, Walmart Connect can help you deliver the right content to the right Walmart customer at the right step of their shopping journey. And Walmart Connect's closed-loop measurement means they can track the full impact of your campaign on sales, not just on Walmart's site and app, but also in-store. For some campaigns, they can even provide rest-of-market data that tracks the impact on sales at other retailers. Visit walmartconnect.com today to find out how you can start connecting with Walmart's 139 million weekly online and in-store customers. Walmart Connect. More than media. Meaningful connections. And we are back with Jameson Fleming to talk a little bit more about Agency of the Year this year. So this, um, and and by the way, I didn't get a chance to um, say this previously, but I think Mischief designed one of my favorite covers of the year, (laughs) just because it was so funny to watch that commentary. And one, to sort of peek into that process, I thought it showed it also like a, it (laughs) simultaneously showed a side that we are very familiar with when it comes to mischief, but also like showing that there is like a very distinct professionalism that um, links to their creative process. It was just, it was kind of funny and weird to see like this very, very basic agency function with a um, agency that is so known for just doing like off the wall stuff. So I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really cool. And the imagery that they were able to um, think of with that was, I thought it was very clever. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the thing I feel like I was most impressed about was there was no ego. I mean, they, we obviously had a lot of feedback because we have very specific things we need to hit with our covers. And, you know, we, we made that clear to them over multiple rounds as, you know, they came in and they, they took it and they ran with it. There was no, no pushback in a way that, you know, we felt like they were trying to push their will on us. Like it was just a great process and it was fun to work with them. Nice. 
And so with uh, International, we awarded that to FCB Group in India. So a huge congratulations to them. They produced some incredible work. And they also had work that landed um, on our best ads of the year this year. Um, was there anything that you learned sort of going through their application there? Yeah, I mean, I think it was, it was fascinating to see, you know, the things that, you know, in a different market that, you know, we're not necessarily as familiar with, you know, the things that they're highlighting. I mean, there's a lot of purpose-based work giving, you know, shining light on um, underrepresented groups in India. And, and so one of the, you know, one of the pieces of work that I, I enjoyed the most on that reel was, you know, they had a, a group of kids basically remaking ads of, you know, famous ads in India uh, and basically saying like, hey, you know, we as kids can make these ads for you and save you money. And so and it was to, you know, basically support a, a group that, you know, supports kids in, you know, that area of India. And it was, you know, it was really powerful work um, to see across the reel. I mean, it was, you know, a lot of moving, a lot of tears watching that reel, but it was it was outstanding. Yeah, I think that was one of my favorite reels that I got to review, and it was <clears throat> interesting to just see so much. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, I really don't know how to explain it. I think, yeah, it was like one of the few reels that really kind of choked me up. It was very, very emotional watching it because we don't get to um, preview their work too often. That's changing now. But it was just really nice to be able to sort of tap into that group and that thought process because they're just producing – Hand over fist, incredible work. Uh, Global is a returning winner, right? Yeah, so TBWA for the second consecutive year uh, came out on top. And, you know, TBWA has just continued to see success, uh, you know, across its global network. I mean, I think that's what stood out to our jury looking at them uh, versus some of their peers was, you know, we really felt like we saw outstanding creative in, you know, in Asia, in North America, South America, Europe, uh, you know, pretty much everywhere, you know, they had spots that represented, uh, you know, different different areas of the world. And, um, you know, we just didn't see that as much with some of the other global agencies this year. Um, and so, you know, it was kind of an easy pick when you see that kind of work and you see results and you see wins, significant wins on, you know, almost every region. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, and I guess without further ado, who is our U.S. Agency of the Year? That would be Anomaly. Uh, they had a monster new business year. I think it was 16 wins uh, right at the beginning of our window in November 2021. They, they captured Duncan. Uh, they had Bud Light um, and just a number of like really solid wins across the board. A lot of great work as well. Um, I think you know, we, we resonated to the Jimmy Johns, uh, the MetaQuest mm -hmm. Super Bowl work. Um, and then also, you know, when you look at agencies that treat their people right, we saw high retention rate. We saw, you know, incredible care for parents. I think it was 24 mm -hmm. weeks for birthing parents and 18 weeks for non-birthing parents, which was the highest number of uh, parental leave that I saw from any agency this year in the U.S. at least, um, you know, so they're they're doing a lot across the board um, that, you know, they should be proud of and the industry should be looking at it as, you know, they're setting a standard in lots of different areas. Absolutely. So a huge congratulations to Anomaly. I thought that this list was really great. I think it kind of like shook up some expectations, I think. And it reflected 
everything that we kind of look at when it comes to agency of the year. I think the big misconception for those who aren't like attuned to this process is that it's fully rested on creative and it really isn't. It's a very extensive uh, applying process. I think uh, what I would love to touch on as we conclude is based on this, what is one piece of advice that each of us could give to agencies that are looking to enter next year or are looking to snag a title, what advice would you give them um, to consider going into the new year? Yeah, I would, I would probably say, you know, two things. One on the work front, like, you know, show us a diverse body of work. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, advertising can literally be anything. I mean, that's, that's why this podcast is named. Yeah. That's probably an ad is any, anything can be an ad in 2023 and show us that creative thinking that demonstrates that for clients and drives growth for them. Uh, But also you've got to show us how you're pushing the industry forward. Are you rethinking how you talk to your clients about sustainability? Are you building a pipeline into the industry for diverse talent and underrepresented groups. Like it's great to create programs that help your agency, but are you going that next step where you are funding programs that bring in people that the entire industry is going to benefit from? Um, and so those kind of things are the things that we love to see. Yeah, absolutely. And if, if I can offer a piece of advice for someone who had to pour through a lot of these, never underestimate um, how much you can do in any certain area, even if you feel like you're ahead of the game. I think that there, it, it gets, it's really simple to sort of like rest on your laurels a little bit and decide like, oh no, we're, we're naturally killing it. But no, there's always more that you can do. Even if you are a diverse owned agency, there's still more that you can do in inclusion. Um, even if you are already an agency that, you know, really considers sustainability, there is always more that you can do in that area to advance the industry forward. Um, also, there was a very pervasive um, misconception that, like, oh, we're working remotely and we have motion lights. So, yeah, we're killing it in sustainability. And it's like, well, I mean, yeah, that's great. But maybe you can consider what else you can offer. Um, so just remember in terms of those things as we – Look at um, your work. Of course, we also, you know, do look into into these areas and they are heavily considered when it comes to like which agencies we feel like are coming on top and which ones are are falling behind. Anything you wanted to add to that? I feel like I covered that. No, you you said it really well. Yeah, the whole motion light thing like drives me nuts. Like show me you've got like a couple of people on staff that maybe have like a degree in sustainability or something that like can talk to clients intelligently about this. Just don't 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 show me motion light sensors again. I will I, I reviewed 190 of these applications and I bet at least 20 to 30 of them had things along those lines and when we asked about sustainability. Please don't do that. <laughs> process we just developed like this um unexplainable ick towards motion like why do we all why are we all very much against motion lights right now oh because they were they were the main character of a lot of applications this year um i'm by all means we we are appreciative of you know the small things you don't have to have these large looming programs that you're erecting in one year of course like the small things do matter, but just make sure that there's an understanding 
um, or that you're able to communicate that those small things are leading to something bigger, bigger eventually, or are a part of an actual interest in this stuff because it, it all matters. So yeah, I, I think that is it. Jameson, congratulations on helming such a monster of an effort and an issue. This is a really exciting one. And I'm really I'm glad that it is finally out in the world after months and months and months of painstaking uh, deliberation and prep and conversation. You did a really excellent job with this one for your first time helming it. So thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, after leading seven juries, uh, if you're listening to this podcast on Monday, I'm celebrating by doing jury duty for, you know, the <laughs> U.S. legal system. So I'm going to be doing more juries uh, after listening to this. Congrats to me. <laughs> Congrats to managing editor of juries, marketing, and agencies, Jameson Fleming. <laughs> I'll be changing that title. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by me, Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Ahrens and John Heil, and edited by Lane McGivney at Boutwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Thanks for listening. If you expect your media investment to deliver clear, measurable results, Walmart Connect can help you get there with powerful analytics and the reach of America's number one retailer. Their closed-loop measurement uses Walmart's proprietary customer purchase data to track the impact of your campaigns on sales, not just on Walmart's site and app, but also in-store. For some campaigns, they can even provide rest-of-market data that tracks the impact on sales at other retailers. Visit walmartconnect.com today and see how they can help make your media spend meaningful. Walmart Connect. More than media, meaningful connections.